This month's episodes are presented in partnership with our good friends at ImageRaps.ca. ImageRaps.ca is your home for the best in signs and graphics that will be sure to get you noticed. They offer vehicle graphics, signage, and graphic design services that will help promote a business, event, partnership, or sale with exquisite appeal and a fresh look to bring eyes to you at a great cost. For our racing fans, look no further than some of the best-looking race cars you see out on the track. ImageWraps.ca put those together. The cars of Andy Camrath, Cole Camrath, Carter Camrath, Ryland Camrath, Colton Everingham, Corey McAllister, Chad Strawn, Nolan Gould, Roy Wilkie, Layla Walzer, and every guest of ours this month all had their cars done by imagewraps.ca. These cars shine on track while appealing to the partnerships on board. That is what imagewraps.ca can deliver for you as well. Reach out to them at imagewraps.ca if you want to glow on track with bright fonts, shiny wraps, designs that you reach and are appealing to the eye. We are so excited to present Image Wraps Month here on SNS, and we can't wait to see more of their designs on track. Not only can they can offer this, but if you'd like designs for your race team, logos, marketing tools like banners, business cards, brochures, decals, they do that as well. This is your home for all things in visual branding. Go to imagewraps.ca and start your look today. Hi, this is Mario Andretti, and you're tuned into Cam, Graydon, and the team as Stickers and Scuffs podcast. They're true Canadian racing fans. everybody welcome back to imagewraps.ca month here on stickers and scuffs and we're making history tonight great and bun because we actually haven't had a legends driver on the show before so mr matt boys gets to be the very first legends guest on the show matt how are you tonight i'm terrific i, I love the opportunity to be the first legends driver uh, certainly not the uh, the guy at the front of the pack every week, but learning a lot this year and and love the class. Happy to be on here. So, 
That's great. I I know of Legends thanks to way back when a beautiful channel called Speed Channel used to broadcast the summer shootout series uh, every summer, uh, and they would play it. And I first got to to see Legends race on the uh, the little inside track at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Never see it in person, but got to be able to, to have the opportunity to see some Legends run. When did you get into the class? Because actually, I didn't know you previously as a Legends driver, but actually you raced at Sunset Speedway in a different class. Yeah, so I started racing a bone stock in 2019. And, uh, of course, we had COVID kind of take a couple of years, a year and a half uh, out of our kind of racing careers. And uh, then, I guess it'd be spring 2021, we got into the mini stock, uh, Camaras old Honda, and had a ton of a ton of success and loved driving it and uh, loved being at Sunset Speedway every week. But uh, I guess kind of at the end of that season or middle of the way through, I guess, 2022, I kind of felt like it was time for a change, something new, something different. And I kind of felt like something that would develop my skills as a driver um, that maybe a front wheel drive car wasn't really giving me long term. And uh, I actually went to the two-day nationals in 2022 to watch the Legends Cars race last year and thought, talked to a lot of the guys, um, some guys that had been racing them for a long time, some people that were new to it. And uh, as soon as I talked to the class and met a lot of the people, I, I was hooked. And the race was great that night. Hudson, I think uh, Hudson Nagy won that night. Um, and the Cuthbertson's brothers were right on his fenders. And you know, it was a great class that was even and fair um, with a great tech department and great series support. And uh, it just seemed like the the perfect opportunity. Uh, at the time, Glenn Morris had that number 77 car for sale. That was Miles Tyson's old car. So I knew it was a good car. I knew I could get into it and go out there and, and learn in it for sure. And uh, that was just the perfect opportunity to jump into something. So, Man, that was uh, a good Good move going for a Legends car. I mean, that that's a leap from uh, front-wheel drive bone stock, right? Yeah, it was uh, a huge learning curve uh, as far as the driving of it goes. Uh, definitely a shocker when you drove it for the first two or three races. Um, Got that right. Especially, I went back to Sunset for my first race, thought, you know what, I know the place. I'll be fine. I can get around it. It'll be, you know, it'll be easy. No problem. And uh, I spun it out in the first feature, and I thought I might have got myself maybe into a little bit more hot water than I needed to. But um, fast forward a year uh, with so much help from other drivers uh, and you know people that support the series and support Legends Car Racing across North America, and now suddenly you're in a car that you know. What other series do we have in Ontario right now? Where when you show up at Sable Speedway, almost forty cars show up. Um, you know, this weekend we have a guy come up from Carolina, super competitive driver, um, jump in a car, go out there and win, uh, but have guys that are regulars in our series running right on his bumper and racing with them. So when you have that kind of uh, measuring stick to measure up against every week, it's the perfect series to be able to say, um, if I can be competitive in this car, then I think I can get into other cars and be competitive and kind of move forward in a racing career. So. It's definitely, I, I feel like it's it's getting a bit of a resurgence in a way, because I felt like a couple of years ago that maybe the, the, the counts weren't as high as they are now in the field, as you mentioned, 
very, very competitive. Obviously, you've got the names that go up there and, and compete week in and week out. Obviously, Parker Traves uh, is the big name that we know um, competing uh, regular, regularly. And the Cuthbertsons, obviously, always up there um, battling for wins. But you guys also have a very interesting schedule is that you you do tour around and you go to different places and race so how do you find that as a you know working running in a mini stock at sunset speed where you're going to the same place every week now you've got to go to different racetracks how did you find that adjustment i think that was probably the biggest thing that i looked forward to in a legend car but that was the biggest challenge um i think almost everybody at the racetrack when i go there every week probably 90 percent of the people come from racing families or come from uh, you know a friend's group where they've grown up since the time they were eight years old racing or being at the racetrack, um, going to Autumn Colors, going to Boss of the Beach, going to all these events, um, which is great. But for me, I grew up truck and tractor pulling. I knew nothing about racing until 2019 when I started. So, you know, you go to Solvo Speedway, you don't know where the facility is, what the pits are like, what the procedures are when you get there. Um, but I think the biggest thing I've learned this year is that everywhere I've traveled, not only are there great people there, but the people running all these racetracks, um, you go online and there's so much, you know, controversy and people fighting and in weekly series, you're going to have that. But when you get to travel in and you're an outsider and you show up, and, you know, you show up at uh, Peterborough and JP shakes your hand and he's trying to get you settled in. He wants you to be successful there and he wants you to have a good time. Um, or we show up at Sobel for our the APC weekend and, you know, John's out there helping everybody get parked and making sure we've all got what we need for the weekend. Um, we're very fortunate as a traveling series to have those kinds of facilities around Ontario. And I think the fact that we have great car counts um, and, other than our little glitch at Sobel this year, for the most part, really good racing uh, where we go a lot of green flag runs, lots of fender to fender, bumper to bumper racing um, and respectful racing for the most part. Um, other tracks and, uh, you know, other series that need support are going to look to us to hopefully um, grow their series and continue to grow our series. And that's that's a great thing to have. You touched on it there. Uh, you talk about a family that loves motorsports. Uh, the boys' family clearly does with the uh, pulling team. So you guys, you guys like torque at all ends of the spectrum, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of an adjustment every week. When I show up at the pulling track, everybody says, you know, oh, remember, you can't go left here. You just got to go straight. And then I get yeah, back yeah. to the track, <laughs> remember how to make the turn. And um, But again, that's such a cool thing. Um, one of the guys that I've tractor pulled with you know since i was a, a young kid and, and he's much older now he lives two or three hours away from the racetrack but he's been a race fan for a long time um and last night at sunset speedway stops by and comes by shakes my hand and is traveling around and following us and and seeing what we do and wanting to watch racing um and you realize that even though you weren't around the racetrack, there's tons of people there that uh, they want to support what you're doing and, and they're just happy to see you out um, and doing better. I think everybody's happy to see that I'm not uh, driving around in the back and flailing my arms around in the car trying to get it to go where I want it. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's it was great. This weekend was really good to be back at Sunset. Um, so many familiar faces and getting to see everybody that I hadn't seen um, on a regular basis. It, it it really felt like kind of being back at home. Um, Sunset definitely will always be my home track. That was 
probably the coolest thing growing up um, in 2019, kind of becoming part of the family and the way Brian and Sandra are, are so friendly and do such a great job there. Um, and the staff at sunset, you go back there now for a practice night and it's, it's just, it's like old times. It's uh, it really is. It's, it's such a cool place to go race a car for sure. Yeah. They are great people. Yeah. Eh, Cam? We, we've, we've actually, Matt, we, we've learned that this year, really. We, uh, um, we're more of a touring last year and, and this year we really spent a lot at uh, sunset as a home track for us, uh, doing a lot of our podcast uh, related stuff. And, um, definitely felt that. And you, I mean, as somebody that raced there, you've got to feel really cool about all the initiatives that they've done this year. Um, you know, that they've taken a huge step for trying to really beef up their track this year. It's definitely got to be a little bit different from when you were there a couple of years ago. I mean, you would have definitely wanted a trading card, right? Uh, it's funny, like, I'm so happy that I'm traveling and I love the legend car and I love being out and visiting other places. Um, but then you see Sunset and everything that Brendan's doing uh, and all the staff there are doing and you get back there and, you know, Ben and Courtney are there every week just making sure the show runs and taking care of everybody. And you have um, guys like, you know, Brad Raskinen that is there fixing the bleachers and fixing cars in the tech shed and running around trying to make sure everybody's fine and checking to make sure I was okay when my car broke. Like these people, um, you know, they're the unsung heroes of these racetracks that we show up and, you know, we're like prima donnas. We just want to unload our race cars and go out on the racetrack and we complain because the track's dirty or there's, you know, the infield's not clean or the pit area's got puddles in it. But in reality, these people are there, you know, four or five nights a week trying to get these racetracks maintained um, just so that we can show up and do our hobby. Um, and it, it's, it's so amazing that as you see motorsports really starting to flourish, um, you know, boss of the beach, great turnout of crowd. Um, hopefully for Oktoberfest in a couple of weeks, great turnout uh, for the junior Hanley race, lots of people in the stands, lots of race cars out racing. I think probably the biggest field of super lates that we've seen uh, all year at sunset on Saturday night. So you, you know, the more we grow and and the more that these racetracks um, support us, I sure hope that we're able to give back to them what they're putting in for us. Yeah, I think there's a lot of what we we kind of know is I think every attention uh, paid to a track is is good as long as it's for the right reasons. And partnerships are always really, really difficult to come by. And there's so many racers and so many series that need them especially like a guy like yourself, like in a, in a legend, it's not the Pinty series and it's not the APC series, but it doesn't mean that your ride is not worth investing in and investing in, in the time. And what Graydon and I have really realized is it's your type of racing. These, all these different divisions make it so much better, so much more enjoyment for us as race fans, getting to see guys and gals, that don't have a ton of money that don't have a ton of partnerships that are going out there. Like you said, because it's their hobby and they're, they're passionate about it. It it's so refreshing, especially seeing these legends go out there. You guys don't mess around. Uh, you talked about bumping and banging, but, but with respect, why do you think it is that there is, and I, I've asked this question several times to drivers this year, because I think it's very important in this day and age, where is that respect coming from? Is it the unwritten code 
in the legend series is it the veterans that are making sure that they lead by example is it the officials that have an iron fist where where is that respect coming from honestly it comes it comes from a lot of different directions um I can't speak too much to the Great Lakes series. I've run with them a couple times this year, and that's a very respectful series. They have a lot of guys there that are out to have fun, and mm-hmm. their main goal every week is to get out on track and go racing and then go back to the pits afterwards and have a great time and have had fun and not wreck their race cars. The Canadian Legend Car Series, definitely a lot more competitive, but we have a lot of things going for us. Uh, we have Robin Jongen and John Francis. They do our uh, tech and run the series. They're our series directors. And uh, I can't say enough good things about them. Robin is on the radios. You know, we're sitting on the back straightaway last week uh, for our final feature. And they had Corey McAllister's championship celebration. So we're all sitting there. You know, it's hard to know when you're in the back shoot what's going on on the track. And he's on the radio. Probably 10 more minutes, probably five more minutes. Okay, guys, you can get the cars fired up. It's going to be 60 seconds. And just having that information, having somebody super competent running the series um, who's watching what's going on in the racetrack makes you want to put on a good show. And then you travel that to the point where we travel around as a series and you're racing the same guys every single week. So it's easy to say, I'm going to go out and I'm going to root this guy out of my way and I'm going to take this spot. Um, not typically for me, cause I don't seem to be able to figure out how to actually bump somebody out of my way, but, uh, <laughs> part, you know, if you're going to give it, you're going to get it back. So sure. We bump and bang. And I think everybody knows how to use the bumper to, to get where they need to go. Um, but they're open wheel cars. Nobody's out there trying to destroy each other's equipment. And the biggest thing is we all are a series and a group of people that drive, travel around together and help each other. You know, I posted on my Facebook uh, on Saturday night because I was just blown away um, that my car broke a pinion on Saturday in the first feature. And we had, I don't know, an hour and a half before we had to go again. And, you know, in this instance, you have all these guys that are competitors of mine um, that have no reason to help me when I'm, you know, here with a broken ankle and can't do anything. They had every reason to say, well, Matt can't make points tonight. You know, that way I'll move up a few spots and, and, you know, that's one more spot that we're not going to have to pay out ahead of us. Um, and these guys are tearing my car apart for me. They took the whole axle housing out of it, cleaned all the debris out of it. There's guys out trying to find brake clean, bringing me gear oil, bringing me a spare set of gears that they had in their trailer just so that I could go out there and try and beat them. And I don't know where else you're going to find that uh, in motorsports, that these people, they want you to do well. And if I had gone out there and beat every single one of them, they would have been happy that they fixed my car and I went out there and beat them. And that's an example of a car breaking. But with my very first night at Sunset, um, Paul Pyrrhic, he's a veteran in the series, has raced for a very, very long time. He's taken a bit of time away this year. Just he's building a new house. And um, my first weekend out at Sunset, the car was all over the track. I was struggling with the handling. Um, and he came over and pulled the fenders off and helped me square the rear end in the car and gave it a basic setup. And I went out in the second feature and beat him. And he was ecstatic. He was so happy that, oh, I'm so happy the car is handling better. It's good to see you out there being competitive. And, you know, he had no reason to do that. There's no reason for him to help me. But these guys, everybody wants you to be successful. And that's, I think, where a lot of the respect comes from is, you know, you give and you take and, and everybody, you know, gets what they give. Great point. And, for the record, you said your 
talking about being a prima donna, but you're a tough customer with that broken ankle. And also, um, you're a firefighter as well, too, which is something that's uh, close to Cam's uh, heart. I know that. Uh, so I don't know if prima donna is necessarily the right word, man. <laughs> it was probably the closest I've been to a suitcase driver so far in my career. But uh, <laughs> growing up and, you know, I get the guys beside me to roll the car out of the trailer for me and, you know, everything down to I need somebody to come and help me walk my dog while I'm at the track because I'm incapacitated. But, you know, these people turning my car around for me and checking the air pressures and helping me torque the wheels. And, you know, it, it's it's such a cool environment to be around people that, um, you, you know, most sports, uh, I don't know if motorsports necessarily falls in that category, but we're very competitive. I want to go out there and do the best I can and so does everybody else. Um, but to be in an environment where everybody wants you to go out on track and have a good time and then afterwards come back in the pits um, and, and have a great time and be a, a one big happy family. You know, I travel around to a lot of these races by myself for the reason that my family's big into truck and tractor pulling. So I'm at the racetrack and they're at every fair across Ontario, truck and tractor pulling. So to know that I show up and, you know, these other people, they come down and check on me to see if I need anything, check on me to make sure everything's going okay with the car. Um, you know, check on me in the morning at Sobel to make sure that I had coffee. Um, just those things that, you know, you, those people, I think they look at it as um, that's just a normal way for them to act because they're good people. But it means a lot to somebody when they're traveling around by themselves to have that family aspect where, you know, that these people kind of take you under your wing, their wing and want you to, to be successful. Absolutely. It's, it's remarkable to hear it. And it seems, and I try to put this out there in team sports, you don't help the other team. Uh, when they're down, if one of their players gets injured, you, you don't help them. That's no, that's capitalized basketball. That's baseball. You don't do that. Well, racing is one of the only ones where it has been remarkable to hear stories like this. Um, Graydon even got an opportunity to race an outlaw midget last year and had issues with the car and almost the entire field was helping him out with that. And, and you just don't think that that's what people would do yet. They do it. Um, it's remarkable to hear that and, um, to still race with a broken ankle must've been an experience for you. Cause it didn't have to, we didn't have one race. You guys had what three or four that you went through this weekend Four features. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, this was probably my best weekend out in the car as far as being competitive and driving well. So this broken ankle might have to become a bit of a permanent fixture, but <laughs> are not so good during the week. Um, and I'm growing a beard out now cause I can't go to the fire hall with my broken ankle. So, um, I'm taking like a month off of vacation from real life, but um, no, in all honesty, once I was in the car, it was pretty comfortable to be able to use it. By the end of the last feature, everybody saw me come off the track at a million miles an hour and they all came down. They're like, woo, you're pretty hostile in the car. Something happened. And I'm like, I just needed to get out of that car and take this uh, ankle brace off and go home because it was uh, it was sore. But but there, you know, that comes down another example, right? I have this broken ankle and I'm talking to everybody at the track and telling them, you know, it's swollen, but it's okay. It's sore. And then, uh, you know, Courtney Wright hears this and comes down and she's like, oh, I make this, you know, this uh, CBD cream uh, and it's really good for joint inflammation and uh, you should try it here. I brought you some down. And it's like, 
you have no reason to do that. Like, why would you do that? Just not for no other reason other than the fact that, you know, you just, you're, you're, you're just a good person. You're out to try and make everybody's day better. Um, and, and that's how it was. The, the ankle was definitely sore in the race car. Um, there was a few times where I, I made a couple of errors and I think I, I might have had a good reason to blame it on the ankle, but for the most part, no, it was, uh, it was definitely a, a very good, uh, good race weekend. And the season itself, how has that gone for you? Well, we're fifth in points. We kind of concreted ourselves into fifth um, with racing all this weekend, uh, which was kind of 50% because I wanted the points um, to follow through on that. And 50% just because to me, my sponsors, um, they want me to be out on the track representing them. And the only way I know how to do that is to show up and, and put the car out, out there on the track uh, so that the fans can see it. Um, the season has gone really well. I definitely struggled at the start, but uh, I have the help of uh, a company in the States, uh, in Carolina and New Jersey, uh, 510 Racing. Um, they're a, a setup shop that helps with uh, people that are learning how to drive legend cars. They do driver development schools, uh, all the way down to phone support and basic setup in the shop. And uh, honestly, having Paul and his team at 510 go through the car with me and you know talk to me about my driving, the way I get in the corner, the way I get through the middle of the corner, being able to roll the center, stuff like that. Um, just having somebody that you can call so that you're not always bugging your competitors to say, hey, the car is not so good through the middle because it's not their responsibility to try and help me fix my car. I want to be able to be there and make adjustments and make the car car go faster and, and handle better for me. Um, so having them come on board with me has been uh, a, definitely a huge blessing. And, uh, no, I, I honestly, at this point, I love driving the car. It's such a challenge. I wish they were maybe like six inches longer, maybe give me a little bit more leg room in it. But once I'm in it, it's pretty comfortable and, uh, and I'm, I'm loving it. I love going places and seeing 35 legend cars. And I love knowing that when I show up, I can run eighth or if I'm running 12th or if I'm running 16th. There is four cars there that are running the same speed as me that I can race with. Um, some of the other series, you see them get so spread out yeah. um, and they struggle to find somebody to race with. Um, you know, we have a, a new young kid in our, our series right now, Keaton Pipe. Uh, he's mm -hmm. a young lion, brand new to Legends cars, brand new to oval track racing. Um, again, though, great family, very friendly very into motorsports and the exact thing that you know circle track racing in ontario needs you know families that are committed and and interested in racing um for the sole purpose of of being part of the community and seeing him get better every week and slowly he's racing with these guys and now he's starting to race with these guys and now he's up to ninth he's racing with these guys and he comes in the pits afterwards and suddenly the new guys he's racing with are down there high-fiving him and telling him how good of a job he's doing and telling him, you know, when you made that move off of two, it was so awesome to see the way you got the drive. And that's awesome. And I love that our series has that opportunity for people as you're moving up and as you progress, you have more people to race with and different people to race with every week. And that's that's a terrific thing to have. That's a great series too. I mean, is having the parity within the, the echelon, if you will, of the of the series where there's always somebody to battle, no matter yeah where you happen to fall in there. That that's really awesome, and that's what produces all that great racing front to back of the field. Yeah, and and we're talking 
we have other series, um, you know, like you see some mini stock races and stuff where people are just learning how to drive cars, but you've got a three second, three and a half second spread across the field. You look at legends cars and you have a guy who is struggling with his car that day and cannot get it to drive. And it's a piece of junk and he's in dead last and he's seven tenths slower, eight tenths slower. Like he's, <laughs> he just is in last because his car isn't quite as good that day. And knowing that you're, you, I don't have to make up two seconds. I have to, I have to find a 10th here and a 10th there. It makes it that every week when you go home, it's so much easier to go in the garage and say, I'm going to work on the car because I want to find a 10th and I want to find a half a 10th and I'm going to play with air pressures and I'm going to adjust this spring and I'm going to change this shock around just trying to find that speed. Um, and that's what racing is all about. It's not about showing up with the fastest car and knowing that you're going to kill everybody that day. It's about coming off the track, your car's in one piece, and you know that the second you get home, you're going to get it on the scale, see where it's at, change it up, bring it back the next week, and hope you go a tenth fast. Couldn't say it better myself. Uh, no, that's a wow. perfect, perfect like, way. The constant carrot dangling in front of you and you just really keep going is. after it. Yeah, yeah, and that's when you're way off the pace, it's hard. Like, yeah. it's to be like i can't get there you know those guys are so much faster than me and that's a little bit how i felt at the start you know parker's a second faster than me now he's eight tenths faster than me then most of the year he's five tenths faster than me now this weekend he's two tenths faster than me so every week i make gains and i show up and i do a little bit better um all it wants you to do is just go home and work a little bit harder um on being better and that's what motorsports is all about it's not about buying a better part. And that's the whole thing with legends cars. You're not going to go out and spend more money to get a better motor than the other guy. You've all got this. Right. So we're going to show up. We've got the same stuff. I'm just going to work on it and set it up and try and get better and catch him. And for every 10th I find, he finds a half a 10th. And that's the cat and mouse game of trying to go fast. We, that's uh, pretty awesome. I mean, I'm sorry, go ahead, Ken. I was going to say like, we, we have moments where there's quotes, in these episodes that we go, you know what? That would be a really good shirt or that would be one of those really good um, memes where you just put a quote on it. That was a really good one. I really liked that. That's what motorsports is about because I think it gets lost. Unfortunately, I think the message get lo gets lost a lot and we see people dump each other for fifth place, wreck a guy's stuff fight each other in the pits do really idiotic things like turn it into a demo derby up in turn three and four <clears throat> sunset <clears throat> this past weekend just saying stuff like that gives racing a bad look but the stuff that you're talking about is what needs to be told and it's remarkable that we get to have these types of conversations with racers where we would never have known this before we didn't we wouldn't know matt boys before and now we do just a little bit we obviously could go uh a little bit longer and longer and longer but uh we want a, a certain time for our episodes and we want to give you an opportunity here um to shout out all the partners and all the people that get you to the racetrack each and every week because they deserve the spotlight um they're the ones that help you out and because as Graydon said uh firefighting holds a dear place in my heart Thanks to a 30-year veteran I call dad. Uh, I want to let you uh, shout out your fire station as well. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a member here of uh, Station 305 in Inglewood, Ontario. Uh, we're part of the Calvin Fire Department. Uh, we're a three-truck fire hall, paid-on-call uh, fire department. Um, we run a lot of motor vehicle accidents and structure fires. Um, I've been on here for just over eight years, and I absolutely love it. Uh, there's not a moment in my life that I would give up to not be part of a fire department. Uh, it's probably the most rewarding thing I think anybody can do other than driving a legend car <laughs> yeah no um i'm very fortunate to have really really great partners um kind of since i started truck pulling got into racing these people have all just uh they want to be behind me um they want to see me succeed uh i have guys that they have no racing interest other than they like seeing me go out and do great and they send me a message every week and say hey i saw your post on facebook and i'm so happy to see that you guys are doing that um, so I'll take a little minute for my guys. Um, uh, obviously green tractors, our, our dealership, uh, is behind me, uh, in my family, uh, DSI equipment sales, uh, one of my longest running sponsors. He's, uh, one of my biggest sponsors and a huge advocate of motorsports across Ontario. Um, image wraps, of course, sponsoring this month with you guys, um, wrapping my race car and honestly, just being an all around good guy. Craig and Doug are such good people. I had the pleasure of parking two trailers down for them on Sunday and you just, you won't find better people who are more behind motorsports in Ontario. Um, Epic Racewear, uh, doing my fire suit every year and helping me out with that stuff. Uh, and t-shirts this year, which was a big thing for me. I was excited to get some actual stuff to wear around the pits. Uh, CDP Diesel and Auto, a guy that I used to truck pull with and got really into the racing stuff. He sponsors a sprint car Dosh weekend and my car, um, just really into motorsports. Uh, Marshall Race Fuels for getting me my Renegade Race Fuel that we run in these cars. Um, and Two Speed Motorsports for providing me with obviously great products and everybody else. We're so fortunate to have Corey open that up this year um, and get behind so many drivers. Uh, I, don't, I don't think anybody can say enough for what he's doing for motorsports across Ontario. Um, and I should take a quick second just to say that we are very fortunate on a weekly basis to have uh, the Canadian Legend Car Series get sponsored weekly by individual sponsors uh and on the grander scheme by trailers plus in peterborough every year is our series uh, overall sponsor um zorin and the and the, his family that run trailers plus uh, are some of the nicest people you meet and when you talk about people that stand behind racing and want us all to show up every week and have what we need to go racing they are that uh and skeleton truck lines they used to sponsor robin when he raced they were out again this week with the truck while we did our four wide salute. And I don't think there's anything cooler for the fans than seeing a company that wants to be so involved that they actually show up to the racetrack with a truck saying, we're so happy to have you guys out on track. And we're so fortunate to have them uh, as part of our, our sponsorship program. So we've been very fortunate as a series this year to have great, great partners. There's one, nice. that, one that more car thing. is beautiful too. It is, <laughs> and the matching the the the, the pit cart with it, beautiful, mm. absolutely beautiful. And yellow, so which is uh, holds a very special place to me. So, well, and there, and that makes it even more special. Uh, Matt, we want to thank you for coming on and joining us. This was a lot of fun. We're definitely going to do this again. And uh, before we go, is there any social media that you can put out there for people to follow your racing story? Yeah. So we, uh, we basically, I just run a Facebook page, uh, for boys, family motorsports. 
Um, you'll get sick of it because we post all of our racing stuff and all of our pulling stuff. So if you're only into racing or only into pulling, it's probably not for you. But if you like anything with an engine, uh, that's definitely the place to go. Uh, and it gives you an opportunity to find out where we're going to be with the race car and where we're headed with the tractor and the trucks, um, which we're always happy to see people from the racetrack out at the pulls too. Uh, Robin came out to the Oro Fair on Friday night to watch us pull. And uh, we just, we love to see them out there. And when they stop by and say hi. Definitely going to get out to see you guys pull sometime. That stuff's super fun. It's Matt Boys on the Stickers and Scuffs podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll catch you all next week. Thanks for having me, guys.